Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Morning Brew. My name is me, it's Adam Sheridan. I'm your host. I'm joined today by Daniel Purcell. That went really well, guys. You you didn't go with the bit, Dan. You you uh, didn't call the bit right. I want the I wanted the bit to be that I was speaking very loudly while Adam was speaking very quietly, and that's going to be different to normal. That was really good. It came out really well. I bet everyone is listening right now is really enjoying this. So then, tell us about the cinema. Yeah, first time back. So last movie I went to see in the cinema, uh, you know, years ago at this stage was Casablanca, the Amazing Spider Man Two. <laughs> It was, it was Little Women, and continuing that theme, uh, the first movie I've seen coming back now is Fast and the Furious 9. So have seen it is on Little Women? It yeah. is the exact same movie. I would love to see a version of Little Women where it's just John Cena and The Rock <laughs> and Jason Statham and Vin Diesel as, as the March sisters. It would be awesome. <laughs> Full drag. It's never remarked upon. But it was. <laughs> I, I was back in the cinema just watching this movie go on and thinking, fuck it, the cinema rules. Like... It was yeah. so good. It was so good being back. And I've no, I, I don't actually know if the movie was any good or not because I was just enjoying being in a cinema. Like, I don't know if that explosion was a particularly good explosion or if I just had forgotten what it feels like to have your glasses <laughs> rumble slightly when something blows up. What cinema uh, did you go to? I went to Man Point, the Omniplex in Cork. Man uh, Point? A great cinema. Man Point. So, I don't know why you, you sound Limerick when you do that, not Cork. I know, I don't care. <laughs> um, so i i have a question before we continue on with the cinema topic you're you you text us earlier to say that your sister twisted her ankle somehow yeah um, when she was exercising quick... okay okay that so you weren't already kids, don't exercise you weren't <laughs> already out. Her. you weren't already out. Like, you weren't at the cinema and she had some kind of popcorn mishap and broke her ankles and then couldn't get home <laughs> no, no 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 okay not that. that's we got okay. him for free because she injured herself it was, it was... for, for <laughs> me a, a win she just used a baby voice. Yeah. <laughs> if you use a baby voice enough in any set in situation, they'll just let you have something for free so you get away from them. <laughs> Pretty please. Please give me that coffee, Mr. Barista. <laughs> that is disgusting. Please never speak like that again. <laughs> is Dan just uncomfortable because that's what he's into? Uncomfortable is... because that's what I do. I don't want anyone to know, so I have to overcompensate. This is, that's what I do when I get in trouble at work. If I'm in like a meeting with the CFO or something, like, oh, no, I'm very sorry. You get pulled before HR and they don't really know what to call it. So this, is, this has never <laughs> happened before in any company, but it's definitely malpractice. It's I'm always so, going to be a twin so set up. <laughs> Have I been a bad little boy? <laughs> It's just. Oh no, we got it. Is, it's definitely sexual harassment. <laughs> the unfortunate thing now is, in every meeting for the rest of this week, this is gonna come into my fucking head, and I'm gonna be like, "Do the baby voice. Do the baby voice. Do it. Do it. Do the baby voice." <laughs> I'll do it as I hand in my notice. Are you quitting? We. I am weaving. <laughs> for fuck's sake. I'm moving on to Gino Pastures. <laughs> Dumb. You, you need to do it like in the middle of some very dry work discussion. <laughs> now, can everyone walk on to Jiwa, please? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave like that.
Um, yeah, okay, that's fine. I just wanted... I wasn't sure how you had gotten from Broken Ankle to Fast and the Furious 9. I wasn't sure how uh, they correlated. No, so she, she, in, she, in, she injured it before we went out. I'm still not. And um, then she couldn't drive, so we got, we got a lift out over there. But then we were planning for coming back afterwards. Because I'm not not going to see the Fast and the Furious 9 that an opportunity raises itself. I don't care how injured she is. So Dan, question. How does it feel to be um, 29 and getting dropped off to the cinema? I mean, I am learning to drive. I had my first ever driving lesson um, this week, and it was terrifying for all involved. Tell us uh, all about it. All right, yeah, okay. I can, I can talk about this instead of Fast and the Furious this, 9. This is From one extreme to driving to the other. Fast and the Furious. Thematically, it's directly connected. It's the same topic. I know. Content-wise, it's directly related because that hacker character in the Fast and the Furious 9 drives a car for the first time ever and is really good at it and is like following a sports car in a truck and a chase. No spoilers, please. No spoilers. I I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say car shit happens in the Fast and the Furious. So that's that's But how the car shit goes down is pertinent. Let's just say family plays a big role in the movie. (laughs) What?! Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna go along the spectrum of driving from me to Vin Diesel. So, uh-huh. okay. Starting with me, the fucking lesson happened on like a slope, which meant that uh-huh. every time I, I I turned on the car, it would start moving. As soon as I undid the handbrake, it would start moving immediately. So I was directly under pressure to remember how to move forward, to take my yeah. thing off, the, take my foot off the clutch, how to brake. Uh, and it turns out I'm a massive coward on a car. So I, I th- like we were like four or five meters away from the curb and I was already like, there's no time and slammed on the brakes and threw us forward. It was terrible. My poor father had to be so patient with me to be like, were you rolling? I thought, hang on, I thought you were rolling that. backwards. No, we were rolling forwards. It was, we were facing down the slope. Um, and as you kind of, and I put the foot, off, as, you, as you put your pedal, your, your foot off the clutch uh, and it goes into, um, I don't know what you call that. First gear. First gear, yeah. Um, it started moving forward, and that was too fast for me. I had a very limited space to drive in, so it was too um, fast for curious. Yeah, you, felt you, like... you felt you were falling away, so obviously you 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 weren't using the engine to catch yourself coming down the coming down yeah. the hill there. And yeah. also, also, you kind of all of my instincts from arcade driving games are completely wrong. I thought that the pedal. Oh really? Not... As in, like, I tapped that fucking acceleration pedal, and the car was like, "Yes, we go now. Goodbye forever." And just zoomed forward. It was wrong. Fucking... Yeah, depends, it depends. Dan, on, it depends on the car. What Dan way turns you? The fucking key in the micro, and he flashes back to playing initial D in the Leisureplex. I fucking ten yeah. years old. <laughs> Is it a micro you're driving? No, it was, I don't know what car it was. It was a. It was a. I don't know. I have no fucking idea. To be honest, it's not a small car. It's not a big car. It's a medium car. It's a mid-level car. Using... Are you using your heel to kind of pivot on? If the if the accelerator is that light, you should use your heel to pivot on. Uh, I uh, I learned the that. pressure. I learned that after my first tap of the car. Also, the ah. steering wheel needs a lot more turning than I thought it was. I was going on Mario Kart rules, but it needs a lot more to turn than just that. Yeah. So basically, Mario Kart has ill prepared me for driving. Yeah, you and, try power yeah. steering from the '90s, where it's power steering, but you have to fucking spin a 360 around to turn the wheel. Yeah. Also, Can't I even was... in the new in modern most modern cars anyway, and forget it in a hybrid. Also, <laughs> I was weirdly unable to turn that to to use the handbrake half the time. Like I tried to open it, and it just wouldn't open for me. Oh, like, you tried to Tokyo drift. I, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Don't worry, Dad. I know how to turn. <laughs> The okay. Cars barrel rolling down the fucking first street. 
so this is my disastrous context then going into fucking see Vin Diesel be like, yeah, if you, if you just spin a car around enough times, it'll fly. That doesn't happen in the movie. Don't worry. That's not a fucking spoiler. Stupid okay. things happen in that movie. So your dad <laughs> tried to teach you how to use the clutch in the car on a public road. No, it wasn't a public road. It was a car park. Wow. I never say it was a public road. He's not a psychopath. People would have died. He should, he should have picked somewhere flat, to be fair. It would have made tried, it a lot easier. We tried, but apparently the local church had started blocking its car park because everyone was trying to learn to drive there. And apparently so in fairness, that's too charitable Cork, for the Catholics Cork to is allow. one fucking giant mm. fucking set of hills anyway, to be fair. Yeah, that's that true. is true. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's a dispiritingly undulating county. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time we've heard that. No. <laughs> no. Okay, so so that's the context I'm watching Fast and the Furious 7 in. 9, Fast and the Furious 9. There's so fucking many mm. of them, Jesus. Actually, and I think the amount of them is to its strength at this stage. Because this, I said this to you, Steve, when we went to see, when we were at the Irish premiere of Hobbs, of and, Hobbs Shaw. and Shaw. Which is yeah. not a Fast and the Furious, it's a spin-off Fast and the Furious, which takes place between other Fast and the Furious movies, which is fantastic. Yeah, mm. I mean, but the thing is, that realized... Not enough cars in it. I don't know which is the first one to realize this, but they just are so the themselves now. Yeah, he, he he does he does at one stage I think decide he wants to drive a car and then realizes it'd be faster to just rock like run towards the enemy. There's a, there's a scene they had to cut out of one of the Fast and Furious movies because the rock was supposed to like basically peel into a Ferrari, but he couldn't fit in yeah. the Ferrari, so he had to change the yeah. scene because the rock just is physically unable to sit in this little car. <laughs> He's the hey, worst. Have... He's the worst person to pick Fast and the Furious because he can't fit in a fucking vehicle. There is a very funny scene where John Cena is trying to get into some Ferrari or some sports car, and like it's a really fast-paced scene, and it's a stop as he like gingerly gets into it, like the, like the Hulk <laughs> sitting in a chair. And um, but yeah, what I think is amazing is that they've been going on. They've been going on so long that people just know what a Fast and the Furious movie is, so they have no obligation to be realistic at all. Like you know that classic oh, yeah. thing, like the classic thing that they keep doing, which now they do every scene and they're just like unapologetic about it, is someone's falling. But don't worry, Vin Diesel catches her with his car, and yeah. then she's she's unhurt. You know she's falling like two hundred meters, but he took he took a meter off the fall, and she's fine. A meter off oh, the fall, okay. metal and glass. <laughs> it's okay. He's got air suspension. Um, question: The Fast and the Furious came out in the nineties, right? It's a nineties franchise up to now. I think it's an early two thousands one. one. The first one was two thousand one, two thousand two, maybe. Okay. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift, I, Tokyo they, Drift, I they... think, is number. Th- is this, is this is the immediate sequel that came out yeah, in yeah. I think oh six? Because I saw that in the cinema. Yeah, they, also, it was they bring up Tokyo Drift. It's very funny. They keep trying to build lore where they're like, "You'll never guess." And I've only I've seen like maybe I'd say six out of the ten or something like that. So they mm. keep you like, you'll never guess who's come up. And half of the time I know the person, like, oh, I recognize them. And half of the time I'm still a random stranger and everyone's like, oh shit, I can't believe they're back. And I have no idea. That's because the, the only characters that are in Tokyo Drift that are in the main franchise are like Han and one cameo by Vin Diesel. Nobody else turns up. Yeah. Well, that was That's it. It's just like entirely different setting. Just the, the main commonality between Fast One and Tokyo Drift is cars well i'm not gonna I spoil i don't want to spoil too much but they do have tokyo drift cameos in this one all of little bow returns all for the sake of the lord <laughs> but I, I don't know what little bow looks I like, like he might be in it uh, well, he's, he's the one with the he has the whole car he's the whole car <laughs> um i was made go see fast and furious tokyo drift because little bow was in it because they had him on the ad <laughs> i was made to go see it 
which we all know who made me, but we were made to go see it. And I think little bit I was on screen for what maybe forty five seconds. <laughs> ah, he's a bit. He's, he's like three or four different scenes. Right? Yeah, I know, but they're always like you know they're seconds long. They're not long scenes. Like at a certain point, he talks through a car window, and that's the last you ever see from him in uh, in the entire movie. And that's probably like halfway true. Like <laughs> it's not even like that's like the end of the film. It's like halfway true. He's just done. It's like great. He's been great, Bella. Rough. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a there's a lot of fucking callbacks, especially the Tokyo Drift. But what I but I think I love the most about this movie is the idea that apparently everything has to be done in a car, which I you know it's like the standard thing for the fucking Fast and the Furious. But it's just massively like taken to extremes in this. I'm not going to spoil kind of the biomes that they explore, where you, there's definitely things you should be taking other than a car to that particular biome. Uh, but they're just there like not only do they take the car but they can they continue a car logic so they're in like somewhere where a car couldn't get to and they're like yeah we still have nitrous though of course we're still going to use nitrous why wouldn't we i have another fast related question you guys are the experts here not me i i dropped off somewhere after uh tokyo drift (laughs) (laughs) before it got good (laughs) i've seen like i think i've i think i've maybe seen the first four um but have they yet been able to attach some kind of wings and or helicopter rotor to the car to fly? No, that's more of a James Bond thing. No I know spoilers. it's I know it's a James... Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> I accidentally <laughs> one. I apologize. I'm just waiting for when they attach rocket boosters to the car and just go straight to the fucking moon and they, like, drag race across the moon. I think no they've sp- done that. Spoilers. <laughs> no, no, you know, hold the fuck on a second here. It's not exactly that, but it's just I can't very wait till similar. they attach dinosaur parts to the car and they call themselves the Dinobots and they start to take down civilization. Well, next next time round, maybe. <laughs> no spoilers. I think the Fast and the Furious from now on should uh, should go with solo movies, and when they do an entire set of solo movies, lead into the next Fast and the Furious, like Avenger style, but for Top Gear fans. I think that's the future of the franchise. It is amazing how they keep um, they they keep like just essentially playing with what's possible in the universe. So like in one scene, it's like yeah, he's just in a fight and he's a normal guy, so he's not going to win a fight against seven people. And another scene, he pulls down a tower by yanking on some chains really hard, and like an entire building collapses. <laughs> is uh, is the rock in Fast Nine? No, no, and it okay. it, is, it misses him. I'm like the rock yeah. is the only thing that gives us the exact right mix between grounded and a cartoon. Yeah, so that's what makes sense. That's why John Cena's there. So, okay. I get also, it. yeah, we, we've said before, John Cena and, and Vin Diesel do not look like they could be related at all. No, and not it's at such, all. It's, it's, but I feel like the poor casting people who were told that they were going to do this yeah. did amazingly because there's flashback scenes and they managed, to find oh, someone, they managed to find someone who looks exactly like young John Cena. <laughs> someone who looks exactly like young Vin Diesel and somehow a father who looks exactly like both of them. It's amazing. It's nice. like it works, it works perfectly until John Cena walks in. And then that, is, that is tremendous. That is some fucker that went, okay, if we're going to make this work, we got to make this work. And they went to <laughs> fucking town to try and justify this. When I heard John Cena was in the next Fast and the Furious, I went, sure, why not? And then, then I heard... Uh, oh, John Cena's gonna play Vin Diesel's brother. And I went, fuck. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> fuck what the fuck do you mean he's gonna play his brother? They could not look more fucking different. Jesus Christ. Oh it, my god. I have, a feel, I have a feeling that plot line was originally conceived for The Rock, but him and Vin Diesel hate each other too much to be brothers. Yeah. 
Also, they're yeah, I, completely different want... ethnicities. It would be, be a lot more work to explain that. So, what? You know what? That's Gravity doesn't a, even a, work in those films. A hundred percent. I completely take back what I said. Yeah. I mean, look, you, you, could, put, you could put Vin Diesel off as half black in, in his heritage, <clears throat> and The Rock is literally yeah. half black. So, yeah. you know, you can go from there and, 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 and say the two of them are related. Also, yeah. they, they really will not let go of Paul Walker. They keep having scenes where it's like, yeah, Brian's... <laughs> Brian's on the way, and then it just cuts before he arrives. Or really? yeah, I left. I left the kids with Brian. He's fine. He's babysitting. That is bizarre, dude. They did not oh, have no. to mention it, and they just did. Like they could have just they never could... spoken about is, it. And is it Brian not? Fine. Is Brian not canonically dead in this one? No, or is it a prequel? No, to the no, no, no. It, it ends. It ends. The last time you see him is he just sort of like drives by, uh, Vin his... and they smile Wasn't at each his... other. No, he, he marries. Um, he marries um oh yeah sorry the actor was was paul walker's yeah, brother yeah, yeah. Right. he yeah, marries yeah. vin diesel's sister or vin diesel's character's sister mm. and he's theoretically living like next door to vin diesel or something oh, but it just doesn't show up uh-huh. so, so brian canonically is related to john cena yeah they bring in brian's wife as the sister and they just massively marginalize her relationship apparently sister brother relationships don't matter it's the brother brother like they have some weird cathartic thing the two of them and then you have fucking the sister in the background just being there i'm here too (laughs) i made a salad that's fantastic my dad also died (laughs) fucking john cena just walking around with john cena that's fucking great What what a fantastic movie so yeah i rate the movie you know a Q out of 10 because there's no point trying to judge it on traditional film logic. It's a, it's a Fast and the Furious movie. It's the exact same as all the others in terms of it being mad and cartoony and brilliant. Is it worth yeah. getting the COVID-19 sequel for? Yeah. They also pretend COVID doesn't exist, so I guess so. Oh, we were so close. <laughs> <laughs> we were so close. Okay. That's fine. We'll go, we'll go with that. That's cool. We were there. We were there. Um, I, yeah, I haven't been to a cinema since Knives Out. Um, and like unfortunately now it's been so long since I've been to a cinema I've seen a lot of shit movies but it's been so long since I've been to a cinema that I really have to pick a good one to return otherwise I may never watch another film I may be obviously Knives Out 2 I mean there you got that you got that in there I can't think of anything else coming out this year I've heard that that nobody is good but it does just look a bit like John Wick it does look a bit like oh we fucked with this person we really shouldn't have fucked with them and that's yeah yeah, I nobody does look very good, but also it's one of those movies that I think I'd if I'm not gonna watch it drunk in the lighthouse, I'd probably rather just watch it on a Saturday night at home when I have nothing else going on. I wouldn't really like to make a day of seeing, you know, a John Wick kind of rip off with with uh fuck what's your man's name again? Uh Bob Odenkirk. Uh, Bob right? Odenkirk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I, I think I'd rather I that that's really like I need to be in the lighthouse with a with an extortionately overpoured whiskey um, from, uh-huh. from one of their bar staff to, to justify me going to see a movie like that. Um, yeah, I just, I need that. I need my first, my first trip back to be a good one. And I just can't think of anything coming out at the minute. That's interesting. There's stuff that looks uh-huh. okay, but not necessarily stuff where I'm going to go like, I'm so glad that I have a disease now. <laughs> this, this movie was worth potential lifelong effects. What about the Cruella de Vil origin story? Um, no. Um, Isn't that because... supposed to not be terrible? Isn't that supposed to be fine? Like, and everyone's listen, really shocked that it's grand. Listen, I'm not going to go see the origin story for a Disney character whose name is Cruel Evil. I'm just not going to do it. Um, that's bizarre. Her name is Cruel Evil, and she wants to cut puppy's skin off. And you want me to feel bad for this character? How about not alive? She's going to kill them first. Apparently, in the fucking movie, Dalmatians kill her that. parents. 
that's like the she gets given a motivation for hating Dalmatians, which is one kills her mother or father or something. So Dalmatians uh, aren't dangerous dogs. She gets I a hope, Batman okay. origin story. Yeah, I hope it's. I hope they're coming out of the cinema, and it's a fucking Dalmatian in a trench coat, and he pulls out a gun and he goes, psh, 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 fucking guns down. <laughs> <the> <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll literally be the repeat of the Batman parents' death scene again. Uh, yeah, exactly. Except it'll be a donation in a coat. The Dalmatian takes the pearls. The pearls fall everywhere. Pearls fall all over the place. Yeah. And, Look, then, I... and then, of course, they cross-cut from the pearls on against the black pavement, white on black, to black on white. I have a lot of respect for for how Disney doesn't pull punches with, with their characters. You know, they have a movie. They want to tell you a story over the course of an hour. And, you know... They always name their characters some kind of like bad, evil, mean. You know, they're very <laughs> obvious about this is the person you're not supposed to like. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not excited at all to see a, to see a movie of one of their characters where they try and like justify this psychopath. Like that's okay, you know, <laughs> that's all right. I'm not going to see that. I mean, that's you. You can keep that movie. That's all right. I'll watch it on Disney Plus when it's free at some point, and that's 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 where we'll go with that one. What about Dune? Dune was delayed. Okay. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I'll go see Dune. I like. I look. Well, it Dune was delayed. It's fantastic. coming. Out, it should be coming out. It should be coming out in. I think autumn. Okay. Cool. Dune the book yeah. is fantastic. I like the cast. Batista's yeah. in it. I. You know. I. I'll go see it. I like Batista. Yeah. Yeah. I've never read the book. Is, is the book one of these? Uh, massive shows? I mean, it's, yeah. It's it's like fifteen thousand pages. <laughs> it's not actually, but it's yeah. It's a big hefty old fucking book. Because uh, when I was a teenager, I had the time book. to read about five hundred. Because yeah, I, I, read, I read the, um, what's it called? The Isaac Asimov book, Foundation, instead, and found some online community which said there were rivalries between the Dune fans and the Foundation fans. So being a teenager, I was like, okay, great. I can see that being true. Foundation is my identity now. Foundation, foundations Dune. for losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get told, like, hey, this guy plagiarized something, and without looking into it, you're like, great. <laughs> I am against him. <laughs> I Ooh, am part enemy. of the castle. <laughs> How spicy. That's only yeah, if you're not Dune. into the- that's not. That's only if you're not into the chaos energy of the third uh, set of novels in that particular set of rivalry. Of course, I am speaking, of course, of Ringworld, not Rimworld. Ringworld. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's the one. That's the one that was written that they had that the the author had to retcon to say as soon as AIDS became a thing. Uh, oh yeah, when there's interspecies sex on the Ringworld, people can't uh, get STIs or or I get mean, pregnant. I mean, fairness. He did name his book after an asshole. I know the other book is named after eating an asshole, but one is named after the ass. Like they're sequels to each other. You know, you have Rimworld, you have Rimworld, you have Regret World. You find Rimworld yeah. so you can create Rimworld. <laughs> and then you live in Regret World forever. Yeah. <laughs> they should have stayed online as the fourth book. <laughs> I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Tongues off the anus of Orion. Jesus. Yeah, I, wish I, had, I, uh, I wish I hadn't said that. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Batista and John Cena uh, and, and The Rock, actually, we brought up all three. Did you see Batista's in hot water now with the, the online nerd community because he said that he's good and doesn't need to be in a film with either John Cena or The Rock? Trash <laughs> talk. Let's either. go. Is it he just that... saying he should be lucky to star in a movie with them? Or what? Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, they're, they're so much bigger and more popular than you. And it's like, yeah, all right, dude. I mean, that's fine. They can be if they want. He just doesn't want to do those movies. <laughs> He's very selective about what he does. And he, you know, was successful without any kind of backing. And, you know, he's done great for himself. Batista, I think, is the real, uh, real feel-good story from all those ex-wrestlers turned actors. Because 
The Rock had a gigantic name value, and I know he was in a lot of shit films first, but he had it's a, a bigger giant name than Dave Batista, though. Well, that's what I mean. Much you bigger know, he name was in wrestling. Yeah. But also, he was a household name when he moved into Hollywood. And it didn't work out at first, but eventually it did. John Cena, I mean, he became the biggest earner, earner in Hollywood for a good while. Well, I he's on, I think he's only the biggest earner as of this year, but I think that's also because Robert Downey Jr. hasn't worked this year. <laughs> because the way it typically <laughs> works, that Robert Downey Jr. goes to work and makes like $500 million. And then he's well, like, yeah, you know, I hope Tom Holland realizes that there's the, like, once you retire from Marvel with your billion dollars in the bank, like, you don't have to go back. It's okay. And Tom Holland is like, well, I do not have the billion dollars in the bank. He's like, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand what you mean. Did you not also get paid $500 million for the last film? Was that just me? And <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, you know, the Rock household name, John Cena household name, John Cena and the Rock have each other as connections, you know, so mm. a lot of that panned out that way. And in fact, I, you know, I, I've said before, John Cena's actually very funny. He had a lot of, like, bit roles in comedies and stuff for a while, and he was very mm. funny in them. He was like, in very, Trainwreck, wasn't he? He was in Trainwreck. He was very funny in Trainwreck. He was also in, uh, there was an Amy Poehler movie he was in where he plays a drug dealer, um, and he's, it's only a bit part. Like, he's only in it for a few minutes, but he's very funny in that as well. Like, he has, like, these appearances. Uh, he was good in Cock Blockers. He, he was actually mm-hmm. very good in Cockblockers. Daddy's Home was another one where he had cameo roles and he was very good. I think he suits comedy better because he's a weirdly proportioned human being and looks like a cartoon. Um, but, you know, Batista as a guy, was not a household name, left wrestling, you know, was told that he was going to fail, and I would argue has been in the better films overall. Yeah, has, I was going to say, has anyone, has either of them, has either The Rock or John Cena given a performance as good or enjoyable as Batista in Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I like The Rock, but like I gotta be honest, I don't like most of The Rock's movies. What's his iconic performance? Like I think it's Jumanji. Um, I guess Jumanji's the big one now. I, I think for a long time, No Pain No Gain was probably his big one. Um, because that was that was fairly big from uh he obviously his first starring role was Hercules. I don't think that did that well, but also it wasn't very good. Um I mean, starring role in sense of like he didn't have an ensemble cast. It was hey, here's The Rock and a bunch of other actors. You know, this was his his big like breakout Hollywood blockbuster. He's the star kind of movie, but it wasn't great. It was all right. Um, and unfortunately, I watched like an interview where um, <laughs> there's a scene where he's chained up and he struggles so hard against the chains that he said he fainted for real. And the entire time watching the movie, I just thought like, what a weenie, what a fucking weenie. Don't tell me stuff like that, dude. Don't don't like. You know, that's the equivalent to being like, I stubbed my toe so fucking hard getting into the car uh-huh. in Fast and Furious 9. It's like, fuck off. Don't tell me this stuff. This ruins it for me. When he's like, ugh, I fainted. Ugh, the chains. <laughs> Stop. Stop that. Yeah, I'd Do you know what he was in? Better Do you know what he was in was quite good? Was Skyscraper. The actioner from two years ago. I don't even know if it went past Netflix. That was pretty uh- good. No, Skyscraper was a big budget. That was a that was a pretty successful one as well. Skyscraper was pretty good. I always get it confused with San Andreas, um, which was not very good. <laughs> they're basically the that. same movie. They're basically the same movie. One. Yeah, well, they're, they're the same film, except one is an earthquake and one is a, a skyscraper. A that's, skyscraper. The, that's the gist yeah. of it. Yeah. That's, that's literally the only difference between the two. One is an earthquake and he's trying to, trying to overcome this natural disaster and the other one's a, a skyscraper that's been taken over and he's he's trying to be the rock i suppose um was was like, the scorpion king was that his big breakout into movies that was his was, first he wasn't role. the lead in that was he no yeah he was he was yeah yeah so the mummy returns he's the scorpion king in a bit role in that film he's a cgi oh. the rock on a scorpion body and okay. uh, yeah what the fuck and yeah and they kill him <laughs> uh they kill they kill him and then scorpion king was a 
I want to say direct to DVD follow up, but I don't. I'm not 100 percent uh, on that. But he no, played. Wasn't the him... I don't think it was DVD follow up. It wasn't. It was in the cinemas. Okay, okay. Then the, the sequel to Scorpion King. I'm trying to do down the rock. Look, it was a shit movie, dude. I guarantee it flopped. But uh, he did. He did. <laughs> the first that. movies I remember him from are like Walking Tall and Welcome to the Jungle. Same movie, just one shot William Scott, and the other one is uh, Johnny Knoxville. Exact same movie <laughs> and that. He just like, was in them with the Dukes of Hazard. That's all that matters. Literally, yeah. It's like, hey, what if we do a buddy cop movie with Johnny Knoxville? Or it's not even a buddy cop film, but you know what I mean. Same, same premises. And it's like, yeah, what if we do another one but with uh, Sean William Scott? Because they were determined to push him as a big star <laughs> for a while. <laughs> like, really, like, he's going to be Rock our next and, guy. The Rock and Stifler. This is a classic yeah. combination. Could you imagine if, like, if that had worked and Fast and the Furious 9 is, like, The Rock, but instead of Jason Statham, it's Stifler? <laughs> if he took over that role because he did take off yeah i like the rock hasn't been in a whole lot of great movies he's been in some movies that are like pretty good and some that are like all right but for the most part they're really kind of like yeah whatever bland action film the rock is the rock and then you go home and you go eh that was an hour and a half that was pretty good yeah whereas i'd argue that you find it half nine and or he too and you actually enjoy but i think batista's performances have been fantastic and i think like a lot of the time like, I'll see, like, a low-budget Batista film trailer um, that he's in, and I'll see the trailer and go, oh, Batista's here, and then the trailer's pretty good, and I'm like, oh, shit, I want to check that out. I'll check that out at some point. And I feel like that never happens with The Rock. Ballers was good, though. I liked Ballers. Check that out. What are the Batista roles out there? I know he was in uh, that James Bond movie, but he wasn't great in that, but neither was anyone else. Uh, yeah, well, you know, that's James Bond for you. No one's ever said, like, uh, give these people and fucking <laughs> give these the Oscar. Um <laughs> You know, he was in James Bond. He was in that, uh, I can't remember the name of the film. Uh, Hotel Artemis, maybe? Is that what I'm thinking of? With yeah, um, Francis McDormand was like some weird doctor or something. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. in that. That looked very, very good. Um, I still haven't watched it, actually. I want to check that out. Uh, he's in that Zack Snyder film that just came out, Day of the Dead or whatever, or Army of the Dead or Dead Army or some generic zombie thing. The trailer looked very funny, though. I liked the trailer. He was very good in it. Um, yeah, shit. He's in a, you know, he's in that, uh, what is it? Uh, Avengers or something? He's in that. Um, <laughs> does he have any lines in that? Oh, he does. Yeah, he makes uh, some jokes about how, like, Thor is the real leader or something. Like, it's interesting yeah. to watch the uh, Quill pretend like he is more impressive than this man. Also, how, uh, just speaking of, before we move on from this, just speaking of Avengers, how bad is it for Chris Pratt that, like, you know, Chris Pratt used to be a fat comedic actor, then he gets himself in shape, he's in a few action <laughs> roles, and then, like, the Marvel, like, universe expands so much, and they get so many, like, big jacked actors in that they have to go back to calling Chris Pratt fat again in the later films, because, like, it's just like, ah, so. uh, he's just an average <laughs> dude again. He's not the Yeah. Like, the entire, like, last Can't two compete. Avengers films are a whole bunch of fat jokes on Chris Pratt, and it's like, all right, I guess, which, sorry, dude. Which is funny, because they literally have Thor in a fat suit, and Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. didn't have to work out after the first Iron Man. I mean, in fairness, would you have noticed the difference if he did? They just kept him in clothes the entire time. The only person like, who was consistently jacked was Steve Rogers, and that's because they insisted on doing the one topless scene. They insisted on doing that one weird, weirdly hairless <laughs> topless scene every movie. Yeah. The serum also removed all of my body hair. <laughs> it's like two oh, bald men down there. That, that <laughs> fucking reminds me. I was walking through... This is fucking great. I was walking through... Uh, through uh, Donnybrook, I think it was, the other week. Um, and uh, I had left Aoife off. She was heading off to work. And I was walking home. 
And I walked past the pub. It was a particularly hot day, so a lot of people outside having a few drinks. And I walked past the most Irish-looking fucker you can imagine. You know, it's 20 degrees out. He's wearing a button-up shirt, buttoned all the way up to the top, has a sports jacket on, his boot-cut jeans on him, um, big pair of, like, brown, like, knockoff Italian leather shoes. As you can imagine. I'm sweating already. Know. Yeah, so he's sitting there like this. And I hear from this guy, do you remember when men used to be men? And as he says this, I'm looking at him, and he is sitting in front of and nursing a glass of rosé. And I thought this was the funny... I'm sorry, do you remember when men used to be men as you suckle down your glass of rosé in the fucking sun? Okay, I'm sorry, he-man. Maybe this innovation has constructed a new vision of masculinity, and he's just saying that everyone up till now fucked up, and that he was the one who's got it right. Maybe he was speaking ironically, Adam. I don't think he was speaking ironically, dude. I think Mr. Potato Head was speaking exactly as he meant it and had no idea of the irony of him nursing a fucking rosé <sighs> down as he tried to criticize as he tried to criticize men. Like, Be oh, clear. okay. Mo- Morning Brew has no problem with rosé. Drink what you want. We have a problem with Drink men. Drink what you want, that. but don't be, don't be an obnoxious dickhead when you're suckling down like a fucking baby wine, you know? Like, if you're going to be sitting around talking about men being men, I want to see you fucking down a keg. That's what I want to fucking see. And then I want to hear a burp so fucking loud that the table shakes. That's what I'm looking for here. I want none of this kind of stuff. I don't want to see your big shiny head. I don't want to see you dressing yourself up in the mirror before you head out for your rosé. I want you to be a fucking dirty, scruffy, dirt under your fingernails because I refuse to wash potatoes kind of fucker. And that's what I want to see from that kind of statement. Yes, sir. I have 25 on a battlefield in Europe somewhere. Yeah, given, every, given your life to suck Napoleon. Men, every men. every like distant uncle you don't want to talk to at a family gathering. That's what you better be if you're gonna have a statement like that, fucker. That's what I want to hear from this. Ten ciders in and still driving the builder's van home. Remember when yeah, men were yeah. men? A little bit sad. Just <laughs> they left you feeling a little bit dirty after you were done talking to them. Yeah. Remember when were men? Hey, can you pass me that napkin there? I have a little bit of rosé running down my lip. <laughs> what, a, what a dust off! Don't want to look. Don't want to look un, uh, uncomfed for the ladies. <laughs> Not uncomfed. 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 You gotta use the pronounced correct pronunciation. You know, it's like it's like when you see these uneducated swine saying croissant. Ugh. That's not how you pronounce it. First of all, Wankers. you gotta pr- you gotta pronounce it like the French croissant. That is how you pronounce it. That is, if you cannot hear the back of the throat vibrate through it, the, the, just, the little bit of phlegm hidden somewhere along there, you couldn't find it with a torch if you tried. If you can't hear that, you're not doing it right. Croissant. I believe it's pronounced, it's pronounced pie, Adam, actually. Croissant. <laughs> All right, Stephen, what do you got for us today? Absolutely nothing. Um... Love it. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking around as as if as if something is going to inspire me here. He's uh, uh, he's seeing walls. I think the Great Wall of China is going to be his topic. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's good. You did guess this tree. Have you ever so just painted happen. something eggshell? You know. Uh... Singularly <laughs> <clears throat> uh, uh, bereft of inspiration today. Um. I can vamp for a bit about grammar while you while you look hey. at that idea. Uh, you know what you know what I learned? Ament is only said by us in Ireland. If you say I amant, 
to an English person, they're going to think you look like an uneducated swine. Which is weird, because we say isn't. I ain't no uneducated swine. I am unto that. Let's say, yeah, that I'll say um, I, I am not, sir. It's like some weird medieval hangover. We, it's like how people in Munster say ye for you plural, which is essentially what the town crier would do. They'd say, hear ye, hear ye. That's, what, that's like it's just old-timey old English. Same with amant. It just switched to I'm not at some stage in the 19th century, and no one knows why, except uh, in Ireland. Well, they may yeah. be hangovers from, uh, from, from, from Hiberno-Irish, or from Hiberno- they may be just Hiberno-English constructions from Irish grammar. Is that not a possibility? Maybe. A possibility. A standard English still has isn't and weren't and wasn't. So everyone mm. else has the combination of the verb and what and not. It's just amant that apparently is wrong. But if you answered somebody in England, if they did, if they said something like, did you? <laughs> I thought you meant in English for a second that I was letting yeah. it sit and I was like, wait, what? If you ask, if you ask someone in England, did you go to the pub? And they said, I did. And did you drink about a pint of beer? I did, sir. I amn't. They would start to think that you were coming. I did. Uh, did you drink another pint? I did. And did you have a bucket of crisps? I did. What kind they of conversation? You're becoming obtuse. They would. They would think you. They would think that you were becoming obtuse uh, on the basis of your answers to that line of questioning, because the uh, response "I did" isn't typically heard in Anglo English. It's a. It's a typical construction of Erno English. Yeah, but I mean. You can't con- answer like that in a, in a, in fucking any English. It's that, but it's when you say something that just sounds completely wrong to them. Like, you know, when I was supposed to say, "I do be," like, "I do be and I don't be." Yeah, yeah. I said, "I do be" once when when I think, yeah. and I got like such stares. Like people thought I was like putting on some character or something, yeah. like some some <laughs> lo- some Looney Tune type thing. <laughs> um, yeah, but like that's a, again a construction of uh, it's it's a. It's the reverse of berlicus. It's the uh, it's an Irish grammatical construction entirely imported wholesale and, and translated straight from Irish into English. The other one that really confuses English people is if you say you're a man and you're one. I once was said to a friend, oh, yeah, you're a man there. over there. And I think they genuinely thought I was calling them gay and saying their boyfriend was over there. My <laughs> man, I, I don't have a man. What are you talking about? I'm sorry, sir. The gentleman in the corner wishes to speak with you. <laughs> Is there anything, uh, anything you guys miss about pubs? I think I've started to finally miss pubs again. I was very surprised. I was not expecting to, but the other day I was starting to miss them. I miss the vibes. Like, I miss knowing you're going to the pub. And especially when it's not, like, jam-packed. Like, you're not going to town and yeah. it's, you know, 10 at night and everyone's there and a bit too drunk. But, like, middle of the day, going out to, like, some sunny pub with a beer garden. There's other people yeah. there having a good time, too. I miss that kind of vibe. Yeah. And I, I miss it. Like, you know that, though. That's available yeah. to you as an option now. I know, I'm yeah. just asking if you miss them in general. Air gardens are open. Yeah, um, no, but do it's I miss more it? they haven't started uh, doing it again. You know? Yeah. Like you have, I, miss, a lot I, of... miss my fr- I miss my friends, but or I missed meeting my friends, but now that I'm able to meet my friends again, I yeah. don't really miss it at all. See, I hadn't really, I hadn't really missed uh, or cared, to be honest, <laughs> for a long time. But then recently, a couple of days ago, I was just thinking, like, it was such a nice day out. It was so hot that I was just thinking, like, man, I kind of like to be in a beer garden at the minute. Nurse back a couple pints and then like get a bag of chips on the way home. I just yeah, like I was just in the would... mood. <laughs> I was it. I just I just started missing. I was just like, oh, I, I wouldn't mind like with a few people, like you know, small group, three or four people, you know, a few beers. 
it is you know, it is true because if you do any of your own drinking you know you go to a park with your cans or whatever a that means you've committed to having six fucking carlsberg or whatever in a row and mm. b the last one is just really fucking warm by the time yeah. you get to it so it's nice to be able to have a drink and go back and get something else ice cold yeah. Fair, I also don't know what it's like to you guys, but the fucking guards are all over our parks at the minute kicking people out and sending them home anyway. So. Oh, yeah? In Ranla? Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm, they, I'm by the they canal, so they love that because that's what yeah. poor people are drinking, so they can be particularly oh. aggressive. Yeah, yeah, seen that too. Seen that too. Um, seen them shut down the canal uh, the other week, which was great. You know, there's like 10 people there. So it's good that's to it. shut down a fucking canal. No more barges. Quit barging yeah. through here. This canal is closed. Get the big handcuffs. We need to put that boat there in the cell tonight. <laughs> Not it's even going to let water through. <laughs> no. If any of this water tries to get through, get it in a bucket and bring it down to the station as well. <laughs> don't let him away with it. Yeah, I just, I just felt myself missing. I was kind of surprised. See, I don't really miss him normally. There's days where I kind of miss, like... I miss when you're just kind of randomly <sighs> in town for something, like, minor. And then, like, you sit in, like, a... You, you know, it's the weather's kind of kind of shitty and you sit in a coffee shop for a few hours you know you grab a bit of lunch a couple of coffees just kind of chat shit for a few hours while the weather dies down i miss stuff like mm. that and um, but generally don't kind of miss the pub vibe but i did the other day i caught myself missing it and i you know i was trying to think better of myself but i, I couldn't do it i couldn't bring myself to to overcome the urge and saying that i didn't go <laughs> so i guess i did overcome the urge but you know i was just uh yeah i just, I just found myself missing it. i was really surprised i miss contextual pubs like i don't miss the pub all the time but i miss certain types of visits to the pub I miss the yeah. pub before the cinema or the pub after the cinema. Yeah, um, that's always good. I miss, yeah, I miss the pub after, you know, even doing something all day in town, like shopping or whatever. You've been walking loads and like, fuck it, we're stopping and I'm just drinking for a few hours. I miss yeah. that type of thing, but I don't miss yeah. the pub in general and I don't miss not having the option for the pub if I'm trying to plan a night out. Are there any aspects yeah, just, of the pub you think it. shouldn't come back, seeing as we've got them all closed anyway, there or thereabouts? Uh, I think most of them, really. <laughs> I think I think make way for a new rate wave of fucking pubs. You know that's okay. Yeah. I think what, what do you think? Should, is... What 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 specific aspects should go though? Um, I think the vast overcrowding needs to die, and I hope that's gone forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you walk into a pub to get a pint, and like it's elbow to fucking elbow, and you can't move. And for mm-hmm. some reason, the group you're with refuses to go anywhere else, even mm-hmm. though there's five thousand fucking pubs in Dublin city, and you're just kind of left there in fucking misery. Um, yep. Like I like Christmas time. Um, because you get to hang out with an awful lot of people you don't get to see a whole lot. Mm. Um, fucking hate Christmas time because they pick the worst pubs in the entire fucking country to hang out in and refuse to go anywhere else, regardless of the situation. Terrible. What's the worst pub in the country? The worst pub in the country? Well, it's gone now. It's Dice Bar. <laughs> Is it Absolute gone? Kip. Dice... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dice Bar's gone. Dice Bar's gone. Absolute kip. Uh, you know, it's one of those things you have to go to it. Music is always far too fucking loud. Um, only about f- not... There were only about five seats inside anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was so weirdly designed. Far too fucking loud. Prices aren't great. Staff is nice, but not particularly competent half of the time when it comes to orders and stuff. Um, you know, it, there's times where it takes an unusually long time to get a pitcher poured out and you're just getting a pitcher. Like you already have the glasses. All they're doing is flipping down a nozzle. <laughs> you know, on whatever cheap beer they're selling you for eight euro a fucking pint, like stuff like that. You know, and also the owner's an absolute fucking dickhead. So you know, sorry to not sorry to see it go. I suppose Huey from uh, Fun Loving Criminals used to own it, but he wasn't the owner at the time that the owner was a massive dickhead about it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why was the owner that. a massive dickhead? What did he do? Oh, uh, uh, he compared having the pub closed to the Holocaust. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. 
And then Eddie Hobbs thought he was far enough removed from it to do it again himself. So, you know. If you wanna if you wanna find if you wanna find any white guy that's irrelevant, um just look for the well off white dude that tries to compare something to the Holocaust because he thinks that he's being very brave and smart. Um yeah. And, you know, and it's it's so funny to me because they'll always think to themselves, like, no one is brave enough to do I can't believe I'm the only one that's willing to make this comparison publicly. The old, the old Holocaust Museum now has been doing a fair few good, you know, solid call-outs of people on the old tweet machine there. Oh, yeah. Uh, our well-known Irish author, John Boyne, got his work savaged as a as a, as a complete fabrication. This is the well, one that John Boyne presumably just is said to have written in a across the course of a three-day binge in which he didn't sleep uh, and became a bestseller. Is that the one where he... Boyne the striped pajamas. Oh, not that one. I thought you were talking about the fucking thing he got called out for where he started referring to, I think, was it in cooking recipes? Uh, he looked. He clearly tried to Google cooking recipes and got Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda cooking recipes. So yeah. I was like, yeah. I, I, I remember well making, you know, pie with my mother and adding in bacoblin horn and like... Yeah, what? he got caught out. Yeah, he he googled the recipe, copy pasted the first thing from Google, not realizing it was a Zelda Breath of the Wild recipe, um, to like craft an in-game item to heal yourself with, and then he posted that on Twitter, and then I guess tried to defend himself after that. He had some weird Here, follow-up. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Um, the dyes. It was dyes. So the dyes that I used in my dressmaking were composed from various ingredients, depending on the color required. But almost all required nightshade, sapphire, key swing. The leaves of the silent princess plant, octorok <laughs> eyeball, sweet violet, thistle, and high tail lizard. In addition for the red I had used for Abrila's dress, I employed spicy pepper, the tail of the red lizalfos, and four Hylian shrooms. Hylian shrooms? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm screaming at a best-selling author fucking also, creating stuff off, uh, off, off <laughs> I don't know, a fucking wiki fan or something. For some reason, octorok is capitalized, but lizalfos isn't. Um, I think in the game, Octorok is a capitalized enemy. So I think they probably just like have it capitalized in general. But it's like, so Dave. fucking funny. What is he, what is he like? He's oh just God. a plagiarizing machine. Like, you know, he's... Oh, I see. Like, you know, some people, like, when they call them a machine, they mean, like, oh, man, this guy, like, you know, fuck it, you should see him when he goes out running, or you should see him lifting weights, or you can do whatever, you know, you should see him playing Gaelic, but, like, with, with certain people, it's like, man, this, no one can plagiarize like this fucking guy. Like, he's a fucking beast. Like, what I don't, what I don't understand is, that? even if those are normal things, it's a weird fucking combination of sentences, like, here, let me list everything I use in my dyes. It's almost like he's a shit writer. If those were flowers, and he was just listing 17 flowers he uses to make blue dye, he'd be like, I'm done with this book. For forever. I mean, what a fucking chancer. Isn't that the... Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> what a shit writer. But isn't that, isn't that the uh, George R. R. Martin thing? Where ba- like, he talks about food in like, such a disgusting like long detail that like, he's definitely like, getting off on it somehow. Like, <laughs> just, like, it's just like, why, is the, why does this stretch on so long? It's like, did you <laughs> want to finger the turkey? Or like, what are we doing here? This is insane. I realized when people were saying that, that I was like, oh, really? I have no memory of that. And it was because I was mentally skipping those bits, like, without thinking it. So whenever my brain would come to a food bit, it's like, it's okay. You don't have to read this paragraph. You don't have to read this paragraph. You don't have to read this paragraph. Okay. Now we're going to start again. Yeah. Eight pages. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because... Hey, there's, the, there's a reason the books break the four-digit the, uh, the four mark, you know? It's not because he's really good at cutting content. 
imagine how yeah. shit it must be in a fan to eat in a fantasy book where it has everything has to be medieval Western Europe. You can't have curries. You can't have yeah. anything good. That would have been great if Game of Thrones, the final meal, had been like a fucking like pizza. <laughs> like this guy was like, guys, where the I fuck did this come from? I created this thing. I've been working <laughs> on it for the last five years. Look at this. And before they fight like the Ice King or whatever. Or whatever the guy's name is, fucking Night King or whatever it is. It's like, hold on, before the final battle, I think we need to really we need to have one good meal. It's just a pepperoni pizza. I'm like, this is fucking nice. incredible. One of my nice. one of my favorite things in, in the Terry Pratchett books is very funny, is he has this fantasy world and every so often he'll have someone just invent something modern to be in so some <laughs> So in one of the books I think someone invents football and another someone invents <laughs> someone invents rock and roll and he just gets to be yeah. the guy who invented rock and roll. It's very it's very funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty good, actually. Yeah. It's like how Stephen King slowly becomes a main character in his own little book universe. <laughs> where, like, it goes from, like, being a bit part where, like, Stephen King was hit by a car and he puts himself as the car victim or whatever, like, <laughs> in the actual book. And it's like, oh, I guess that's kind of funny and cute. And then eventually it morphs into, like, but what you didn't know is that when he was hit by this car, this alternate universe in which the Dark Tower series takes place, created this alternate reality. And Stephen King, be <laughs> he has, like, a whole character fucking arc through his own little universe where he becomes a main character in his own books. Is that in the, he's the main character in the Dark Tower, is it? Yeah, and eventually the Dark Tower ends with uh, uh, them all fighting, I think including Stephen King, uh, fighting like the Dark Tower enemies, but also it. Uh, Pennywise, oh. that's, the, that's the thing. Yeah, Pennywise returns in the Dark Tower series, and they fight Pennywise or whatever. And there's also some other appearance from some other book where they fight. And you know what? For good measure, fuck it, Carrie shows up too, and she's fucking ready to throw down with Pennywise. Fuck, let's throw them all in. What if Carrie was Pennywise? Holy shit. That. That's incredible. Stephen King that's is going to write this book. Stephen King, yeah. He just slowly devolves into his own fan fiction. It's crazy. And he gets away with it. And people love it. I've always argued that Stephen King's books are really long, schlocky, and not that great. But the movies that come out of them are really fucking good. <laughs> and he's been responsible for like, some fucking fantastic movies. That's really unfair. I think it's just the volume and speed he writes at. So he's able to like. He just yeah, so much Stephen there. Good. Stephen, it's did good Stephen editing, King right? write? Did Stephen King write the um, what the jail book where he tunnels out? Shawshank Redemption, yeah, yeah. And then they were I like, "Yeah, fuck, I we didn't finish to... that. I haven't read that either. I'm trying to figure. I don't think I've ever made it more than five pages in any Stephen King book. I've read a few Stephen King books when I was younger, um, that I remember liking. But there's a lot of books that I would have read the entire way through mm. when I was younger that aren't that great, and I guarantee I wouldn't like them very much now. I don't think I could sit down and read a Stephen King book now, to be quite honest. Um, but I like the movies. I read a lot of I read a lot of absolute dog shit. I just have never been able to get myself into into reading Stephen I, King. You see, you're saying you're saying you read some absolute dog shit, but you have to also remember that Stephen King books are like eight thousand pages long, and he uses a very small font, and he really crams it in there. You're not getting away Good with value that, for like, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, so you, you pay $10 for my book. You're going to be reading this for the next year, dude. I'm making sure that you, this is a $10 well spent. <laughs> um, okay, on that note, I think it's probably safe that we wrap up here. I should do a topic. Okay, your go. To your, your topic was us. We covered for you. That's okay. No, you, you, you ever get upsold? Have you ever got upsold? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. a few times. Take getting yeah. upsold. Yeah. Uh, Today, just wait till you buy an engagement for, for, those, for those who aren't aware, should we explain the concept just of upselling? Oh yeah, well yeah. let's hear, let's hear your definitions. 
I would say upselling is when you are going to buy something and you're convinced to buy something more expensive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Adam? Yeah. So, you know, it's when you let, let's put let's put it in a way our, our, our listeners will, will will probably be able to relate to. You know, you go in, you go in, you have your you have 500 quid you're willing to spend. You're going to put down your money in your PS5. I'm getting it. I've decided mm-hmm. I'm getting the PS5. You know, mm-hmm. you've you've walked in with this intention. When you go into Toys R Us or wherever you're buying this PS5, um, you know, they somehow managed to convince you that, you know what, dude, I, it would really make sense if you bought the bundle that had the five extra controllers and the dual charger. And also make sure that Ratchet and Clank comes with this too. And there's a special bundle, Crash Bandicoot Bobblehead. If you don't have that, like that's really going to affect you down the line. And you somehow managed to be convinced by this guy that mm. instead of 500 euro, you actually should have spent the 1100 quid you've now spent on toys. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I, 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 someone, someone tried to upsell uh, me and my mom today. Uh, here's how it went um, in, in allegory form, uh, taking your PS5 uh, example there for a second. Imagine if someone had told you when you went in to buy your PS5 okay, that I if love you software. don't buy the extra five controllers, you know, for the PS5, mm-hmm, your five mm-hmm. best friends will just desert you because they won't be able to play ps5 at your house and you won't be able to hang out with them and they'll just ignore you forever they won't say anything about hey your friends could buy your own their own ps5 controllers and come over to your house and play i mean that is an option that's open to them but they they're not no they say you're going to lose your five best friends well that's what happened to my mom today i'm trying (laughs) to wait wait, let me me, me guess what you were trying to buy i'm trying to figure out what you were trying to buy that you were upsold on oh well that's my guess guess. my guess is lunch no um okay not lunch yeah, three uh, okay, is it a household item? No. Uh, well, it depends. It is not. It's a relatively domestic item, but I wouldn't call it a household item. You couldn't buy a, it in like TK Maxx, for instance. Is it a car or something? It is a car-related item. Yeah. Car-related oh, items. Uh, several car-related items, actually. Tires. Yes. Strangely enough. I am yeah, the, there we go. Did I mention I tires? Smart, no, I'm just the smartest man who's ever lived. That is a that is a much better guess than what I was gonna say, which was car seats. Well, <laughs> if you don't four, buy these four slash five of those too. If you don't buy these race car car seats, your friends will desert you and not come to your house or be your friend anymore. Okay, so yeah, well, did well, they specifically well, say well, that like if you didn't have good enough tires, you wouldn't be able to stay in contact with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said to my mom, I, I, I kind of stuck for time this week. I was thinking of getting the, you know, my tires are down to their last, they're down to two millimeters of wear. So there's another, like, there's like two fifths of one millimeter of extra tire groove left on them and they come with four millimeters. So down to the last 10%. And I'm like, it's getting towards the time they need to be replaced. They're pretty old anyway. They've been sitting on the car for seven years since way before I bought it. So they made it through the last NCT national car test and the NCT guy goes to me, yeah, their grandson, uh, a bit old, so that's why I slapped an advisory on them, uh, and I was just like, the sides are a bit perished there, what's that about? Ah, oh, no, well, don't worry about that, there's no cracks or dents in them, no, grand, grand. So I'm just like, I might get the old tires replaced there, it's getting towards that time, you know, wouldn't mind having a few more, because I'm going away at the weekend, it's probably time to get them done anyway, if I'm going to take a long journey, and just throw them on, yeah, grand. Price of the tires, 85 quid a go. You know, you can get cheaper tires. Those are mid-range tires. Fine. So I've got the same tires that are on it already, essentially, or the newer model of the tires that are this year's this year's model of the tire that are already on it. Same brand, whatever. I'm like eighty-five euro fitted. That's grand. And I say to my mom, who was going out this morning, "Hey, are you free at all this week? Would you mind taking my car out to get the tires put on?" Because 
you know, she has more time off work than I do. And I just happen to be particularly busy with this week and it's hard to get yeah, tires fitted actually outside the, the working day, strangely enough. And she's sort of like, she's just like, oh, and, and, and I was just like, I gotta go. I'll talk to you about it later. Be around. So anyway, I got a text at work and I'm just like, yeah, so I'm at the tire fitting place. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I didn't know you were going. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. What tires do you want? Text her. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> And she goes, oh, they say you need your front end aligned. And I'm just like, fine, fine, whatever. Yeah, the, he says the way that you're, he says, he says the way, he says the way that the tires are worn means that you need the front end aligned. And I'm just like, well, I did go around it with a ruler and measure the grooves like two days ago and they're all exactly the same depth. But yeah, okay, what, what, whatever. He, he clearly just sensed blood in the water at that point. Uh, this is the text he I got back from my mom. Uh, <laughs> you saw the, the salad gold wheels. Yeah, she bought a motorbike. <laughs> yes, he's going to do that in a wheel alignment check. Doing wheel alignment costs forty euro. Okay, no harm, I suppose. I will gift you wheel alignment. That was nice of her. Oh, thanks. Sending you money now says me. Great, thanks. You're also telling me front disc pads are gone too. Need to be done. It's two hundred and sixty-six euro. I will tell them to go ahead. I think that's a safety issue. I see you sent me. <laughs> I'm just like they don't need to be done <laughs> they're fine they're fine they're literally fine they got, went through the NCT last year I have the ratings and everything they're fine it's like the, the NCT was barely seven months ago they're fine I barely drive the car the car has gone the car has gone maybe 1500 kilometers this year that, that that's it <laughs> That's not much for a car. And, uh, yep. And she's just like, it's a safety issue. You're going to die if you don't put the new brakes on. And I'm just like, please stop. You're being upsold. Please. Please. <laughs> stop. <Thank laughs> Change my in the middle of court. Yeah. I'm just there. This is like 1239. And they're trying to take down evidence. I'm just like, but I can do the brake pads myself. Please just let me do the job. I can't afford to spend half a week's wages on getting a job done I can do myself. Anyway, and she's just like, the brakes could just fail completely when the disc is gone. They have never told me. That's, that's just the fun one. Car people just, it seems like this is the same woman who was quoted 9,000 euro to have the brake cables replaced and then ended up paying 90 euro to get the same job done from a backyard mechanic. <laughs> A couple of weeks later, because they were trying to upsell her a car, they were trying to get her to buy a new fucking car. Anyway, that's a that's a shady fucking tactic. Please don't do that. Yeah, that is a very shady tactic, especially because yeah. left to our own devices, your man would have came back with a twelve thousand euro bill for you to pay off. <laughs> well, what's worse is she would have paid it herself. She nearly cost herself three hundred and twelve euro. Well, she cost herself forty euro. It could have been three hundred and fifty. So yeah. what you're saying is your mum is an easy mark. Noted. Yeah. 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 Seems that way. Stevens, ma'am, if you're listening to this right now, uh, patreon.com slash media suplex. Become an elite level member and we will send your son home. You can subscribe <laughs> from anywhere from 100 to $1,000 a month. Maybe set yeah. up multiple accounts and that way you and can it, bypass the maximum donation amount. And if you don't, Stevens brakes might fail. Top tier subscribers will get their tires rotated for free. By, by Stephen, by me. I'm not a certified okay. mechanic, but I, I 
as long as you have, I do have a spare jack. <laughs> I have a spare car jack. I could do it too. I've seen I the Fast the... and the Furious. I have a ruler in the afternoon off. I can do it. <laughs> okay. Is there? Do we have anything else to to? to I, sorry to hear that, Stephen. She's still a listener, right? I've no idea. Okay. Well, if you are listening, sorry. <laughs> Don't actually subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> I'm dead serious there. I will reject the subscription if if I see that come true. Don't actually go to Patreon. It's a joke. We will not align your tires. Stephen's mom, I mean. The rest of the the rest of the internet. Yes, of course, absolutely. Do we have um, a Patreon? Yes, you set it up. Did I? What's on yes. it? It all Nothing. goes to him. We're wondering why we haven't made any money from it. Stephen's been getting secretly rich and he hasn't realized. That yeah. would explain my bank balance. I was wondering. He's gonna, you're going to get so many uh, car tests done after this. Your tires are going to be so aligned. <laughs> Rule straight, uh, baby. No camber. Happy to hear that you're you didn't get hooked on a bill for ten grand today, Stephen. <laughs> your brakes are aligned and your tires are changed. Yeah, you've added a figure to that every time you said it, Adam. It's going to be a hundred k next. Well, so so would the so would the guys down in Fast Fit. <laughs> oh, we're naming them now. Cool. I'll name. Them. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, what are they going to do? Listen to the podcast? Scare my mom! Scare my mom into putting on new wheels. Fuck off. <laughs> okay all right this this has been media suplex episode uh, do you know what i'm off because i didn't i didn't uh do it at the proper entry. it's 18 yeah 18 we're all 18, 18. now growing yeah. a podcast whoa we can buy a pint in ireland now again guess, guess what boys we're illegal <laughs> <laughs> utah waiting for taylor swift to turn 18 was a long time well media oh, suplex is finally God. there baby you thought my tires were marginally <laughs> legal. Well, look at us now. You thought the worst tweet you've ever seen in your life was, I bet Taylor Swift's pussy tastes like candy. Well, let me tell you, you stay tuned to the Media Suplex Twitter account later this week when episode 18 goes out, and you'll see an offensive tweet regarding regarding the host of this podcast. I'm telling you. This has been episode 18 of Morning Brew. I have, of course, been Adam Sheridan. I'm still Stephen Burke. And I am continuing to be Daniel Person. Bye-bye. Oh yeah, subscribe to iTunes or whatever. <laughs> Goodbye, Craig. Oh, I hope that works now. <laughs> yeah, me too, dude. <laughs>